This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Maybe you and I need to have a two-man draft, a two-person draft, and then write up the players we draft. <laughs> <sighs> All right, that that <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is my co-host Doctor A talking in his sleep the other day. And if there's any question whether this man eats, sleeps, drinks fantasy basketball, you now have your proof. Steve, what was going on there? Matt, I woke up like I think it was Thursday morning. My wife is like, "Did you get the text I sent you?" <laughs> I pulled it up, and she had recorded me talking in my sleep. And, of course, when I saw that there was an audio file there, I, I immediately became a little nervous about what I may have been saying in my sleep. But it turns out that I've been so stressed about getting everything ready to go for this upcoming fantasy basketball season, and we just had our huge two-hour Roto World live draft show that we recorded on Monday so that, I believe, was in my dream, Ryan Knaus and I having a conversation about that draft show. We were there. We were ready to tape. Like, nobody showed up. It was a total disaster. It was just him and I. And I was like, maybe we can just do a two-man draft. So, yeah, I think that's what that was. So All props right. to props to Casey, my wife, for capturing that for the world. To, I mean, to that's hear. that's very heads up. Very heads up. Big time work by Casey there. All right, let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 8th, two weeks from the start of the 2020-21 regular season. Today, we're going to be looking at some post-hype breakout candidates. We'll look at a couple of Chicago Bulls, including Lowry Markkinen. We'll talk Marvin Bagley, DeLon Wright, Markel Fultz, and more. That is all coming up on the show. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Right now, we welcome back in the sleep talker himself, Dr. A. Steve, I got I to hear this one more time. All right, hang on, everyone. Who's actually in the draft? Maybe you and I need to have a two man draft, two person draft, and then right up the players we draft. Dude, that's the extended cut there. It sounds like I'm like a, I don't know, like some player in a bar. Like, hey, maybe you and I could have a two-man draft. You and I could it's have like a draft. It's like horrible. <laughs> two-man draft. It's two so man good. Two-man I, When I first heard it, I was like, as much as I was dying laughing, I was like, oh, that's really nice that Steve is like sleep-talking with me. About a draft, but it turns out no. Ryan Knaus is the is the apple of your your sleep talking eye. Dude, it could have been you. It could have been my wife. I mean, I don't know who I was. I think I, I think it was Knaus, but I, I couldn't be certain. It could, it could be anyone. Uh, the the other funny thing about that is, as soon as I heard what I said, I like turned it off. I was like, oh, I never want to hear that again. Which I, I don't know why I immediately sent it to you. I just thought you would think it was funny. I didn't really think about it being being here, but really the two times that you've played it this show is the two real times I've actually listened to it and it's 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 sort of funny. Dude, it's so funny. It it is uh, uh I really got I really got some joy out of that. It it reminds me of early on when I was uh first dating my wife. She's now my wife. Um there were a couple times that she was asleep and started talking in her sleep and one of the times just out of nowhere she went free throw line, <laughs> and then, and then on another occasion, I can't remember if it was the same day or not. She went Al Horford. <laughs> you knew so that was when I knew that yeah. was that was the moment right there. All right, Steve, uh, we're going to talk today some post hype breakout candidates. As we mentioned last week, you mentioned one Marvin Bagley late in the show last week, and that kind of spurred this idea. So we'll talk Bagley in a second, but. I want to begin this in Chicago with Lowry Markinen, 
Now, last year, we know, was a bust for Markkanen. He was outside the top 100, shot just 42.5% from the field. You know, decent points, rebounds, and threes, but overall just not the production we expected. But let's rewind, Steve, to the season before, 2018-19. He had a 40-game stretch, basically half a season, where he averaged 19.7 points, 9.3 rebounds, added in 0.8 steals, 0.7 blocks, 2.5 threes. There's a new coach in town, of course, Steve, Billy Donovan. Do you buy in on the Lowry Markkinen post-hype breakout possibility? I kind of I, I kind of do. I like I, he's not a guy I'm like going out and targeting in drafts, but I kind of feel like I, I don't think this Billy Donovan hiring can be understated instead of the guy that was there before because he was such a bad coach. Nobody the players didn't want to play for him. Nobody could seem to do it except for Zach Levine and then Kobe White at the end of the season. Uh I think this gives hope to not only Laurie Markkinen, but I think Wendell Carter Jr. also has a shot under Billy Donovan. And I've heard some things about how they're going to play defense. It should really help Wendell Carter Jr. be a much better defensive player. But Markkinen, he's one of those big men that can shoot threes. And if he gets going, that first game last season, he had a great game. And then it was all downhill from there. So if he can get it going early and keep it going, yeah, he's going to be a big bounce back. Yeah, what do you have, like 38 points, 17 rebounds or something like that in the opener? Something Um, crazy. Steve, you led me to the next player, though, that we want to talk about, Wendell Carter Jr. I know I partially think of him this way, so I'm going to extrapolate and say I think a lot of people think of this guy as sort of being a bust But when you look closer, the main issue really is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Because last year in his 43 games that he did play, Wendell Carter Jr. averaged 11.3 points, 9.4 rebounds, 0.8 steals, 0.8 blocks. You look at the center depth chart chart in Chicago. (laughs) It features Daniel Gafford, who was decent as a rookie, Luke Cornett, Cristiano Felicio. None of those guys scare you. Wendell Carter Jr. is just 21 years old, Steve. And it strikes me that maybe we're not talking about him enough as a potential breakout guy. Eh, I think we are talking about him enough. Um, <laughs> I, I too, kind of think of Wendell Carter Jr. as a bust. I haven't seen him do anything yet that, that it really makes me change my mind. I really like Daniel Gafford. Hopefully he can do something. But, but again, like I said when we were talking about Laurie Markkinen, Billy Donovan's a totally different different world and a different coach, and he's going to be a player's guy. And if Wendell Carter Jr. gets along well with Donovan and Donovan likes WCJ, he could be a, a total breakout candidate. But, you know, he's not one of those guys that you're going to have to reach for in your draft, probably. He's going to be sitting there in, like, the 10th round. So you're not totally sold. That's fair. And by the way, Steve, in our Roto World live NBA fantasy draft that we just held, that, be, that you'll be able to watch Wednesday night on YouTube and on Roto World Markkinen went 80th overall. Wendell Carter Jr. actually went 73rd overall. Mm. I, I think personally I'll be drafting Markkinen before Wendell Carter Jr., but I will be drafting both of those guys if they're falling into that range. I think that's potentially fantastic value on both those bulls. Even though you're not as sold on Wendell Carter Jr., I still think there's some breakout potential for the, as I said, 21-year-old. But let's talk now, Steve, about the guy that prompted this conversation in the first place, Marvin Bagley, after a promising rookie season featuring 14.9 points, 7.6 boards, 1.0 blocks, half a three per game. He played just 13 games this past season, and his numbers across the board were really about the same or slightly worse in most categories. (laughs) 
Now, on the one hand, you know, the good news is you don't have to draft him until the later rounds. He's only 21 years old. But on the other hand, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and they still have Steve, a guy you and I like to call Nemanja Bielitsa in Sacramento. So what's your outlook on Bagley? Well, did he get drafted in our Roto World live draft show on Monday? He did. He did 101st. Who, who took him? Uh, standby. Oh, I think it was me. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's, where I was, that's where I was going. Oh, well done. well done. I In the same draft last year, last year we all flew to Stanford, Connecticut and sat in a fancy studio and, and did that show. And I drafted Marvin Bagley, I think, in the fourth round, somewhere around there. Had super high expectations. I was all fired up about him. Now you can get him in eight, nine, ten, maybe even eleven. You can get him re- really late. I think I got him in the ninth ninth round. That's twelve about team right. draft. That sounds right ish. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, in the ninth round, I don't have a problem taking a, a young guy who's got the potential to be a monster. There's no risk to go along with the potential reward when you take him that late. I mean, if Marvin Bagley comes out. And gets hurt or is banged up, you know. After last year, I don't have any problem dropping him and going and pick up picking up uh, Namanza Bielitsa and letting it ride. So yeah, I, I like I like Bagley just because you can get him late, and that's the nice thing about almost all the guys on this list that we're talking about. They're all like around eight to round ten guys for the most part, mm-hmm. and. You know, once you're that deep in the in the draft, you really can take a chance on on guys like these guys. Well, and you should swing for the fences on a few of your late round picks. You don't have to do it with every single one. Although I I'm not opposed to doing it with every single one, but yeah, once you get to there, you might as well take a swing on a guy like Bagley, who, if everything does break right, could easily be a top forty guy. He could easily be droppable a month into the season as well. So, the next name here, Steve, is a confounding one for me. Delon Wright was a big breakout candidate last year in Dallas. It just didn't happen. He only earned 22 minutes per game, wasn't consistently involved in the offense, like many Mavericks, was often just watching Luka Doncic do his thing while he piled up no stats. Easy. Off the ball. (laughs) No, look, it works. I kid. I I like Luka. The year before, though, in 26 games, after a trade to Memphis, DeLon Wright put up 12.2 points, 5.4 boards, 5.3 assists, 1.6 steals, 0.6 0.6 blocks, 0.83s. So we know he can produce if he gets a chance. Let's talk about the setup quickly, though, Steve. It's tricky. Pistons coach Dwayne Casey has already said Killian Hayes is the starting point guard. Derrick Rose is going to play off the bench as long as he's healthy. The Pistons have a lot of wings. So I don't want to look at this situation and confuse what we want to happen with what actually will happen. So do you think Wright is going to get enough playing time to be fantasy relevant in Detroit? Well, I will tell you that... That Roto World live draft show that is airing Wednesday night at 8 o'clock uh, is worth watching just to see Jared Johnson have a complete meltdown about several of these guys that you've mentioned, Killian Hayes and DeLon Wright being two of them. Jared had his foundation rocked, and he really couldn't get over it. So it's it's pretty fun to watch that. As far as whether DeLon Wright is going to rise to the top in Detroit, I don't know, man. Like... Wayne Ellington, LiAngelo Ball, Svee Michalik, Rodney McGruder, Sadiq Bey, Josh Jackson. There's just so many wings, like you said. And Detroit's not going to be good. I don't think they're going to be good. It just seems too crowded there. But, you know, for whatever reason, Jared thinks DeLon Wright's going to blow up. I like Jared. I respect Jared. I, I hope he's right. But 
DeLon Wright, he, he really let everybody down last year, and I could see him doing it again this year. Yeah, I'm I'm not convinced, but it's also 124th overall is where he went in the draft when Jared, as you said, completely lost it. So there's no risk there. That's the good news. There's also probably no risk in drafting this next guy, Markel Fultz. I want to start with a tweet from Josh Robbins of The Athletic. This is a, him tweeting a quote from Coach Steve Clifford. Speaking of Fultz, he said, quote, last year, he proved that he's a solid NBA starter, and I think this year he'll take another step and put himself into that next category of point guards. So a little perspective here. Fultz was definitely improved last year, 12.1 points, 5.1 assists, 1.3 steals, but he still wasn't very good in fantasy, 169th overall on Basketball Monsters 9-category leaderboard. Steve, we need something to improve here for Fultz, whether it's a jump in points and assists, maybe more threes. Look, I mean, Fultz is only 22 do you think he can make a jump to, I don't know, top 120 range, top 100 range, and and become something closer to a must-start fantasy option as opposed to kind of a fringe guy that he was last year? Well, I think he's going to have to improve in all those categories you mentioned, points, assists, and threes, if he's going to take a big jump. But you got to remember this kid was, what, the number one pick for the Sixers. He had all kinds of issues, injury issues. He had shooting issues. We didn't really know if we'd ever see him play. And then last year, I had him on a couple teams. And like you said, he wasn't great, but he was serviceable, barely serviceable. <laughs> uh, but there's there's potential there, and there's upside there. And I think Josh Lloyd got him... 121. 121st pick in uh, the Road to World Live Draft Show. So, And, and when, he, when he got that pick, people kind of dapped him up and gave him props for it. If Markel Fultz is going to have a highly successful NBA career, it has to start this year. It's now or never. Well, yeah, and they drafted Cole Anthony as well. So potentially their future point guards already on the roster if it's not Markel Fultz. So yeah, as you said, he does need to hurry up. By the way, Steve, I feel like Markel Fultz is a very strong candidate to be declared 30 years old by you in about three years from now. <laughs> what is this guy, 30? Yeah, I know he's still young right now. I got it in my head that he's young. But yeah, that that... That light switch could flip at any moment. <laughs> he could get old in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, all right. A few more names to hit here. Mikel Bridges was playing really well just before and after the season shut down last year. So before the season shut down and after the restart, he had a 24-game stretch of 12.6 points, 4.3 boards, 2.3 assists, 1.4 steals, 0.9 blocks, 1.73s with strong percentages. Kelly Oubre is, of course, now with the Warriors. Of course, you know, the Suns brought in Jay Crowder. They still have Cam Johnson. But Steve, Mikel Bridges is a guy I've been, you know, looking for a breakout from ever since his rookie year. He's had good stretches. Do you think this is potentially the year where he is consistently a fantasy factor throughout the season? I mean, he certainly is helped by the fact that Kelly Oubre is gone. So that's a huge deal. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of competition at small forward. Chris Paul's going to be throwing the ball to him. I think that helps. So I, I think things are pointing in the right direction for Mikael Bridges to have a good year. He's not a guy that I'm drafting a lot or that I'm targeting a lot personally. I think Brian Rosenworcel snagged him early. somewhere. Early. Around. 70. 70. Yeah, <laughs> might have been a little bit of a reach. Um not that I not that I would ever reach for anyone in one of those drafts. Uh but yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of the fact that Ubre's gone should mean good things for Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, and again, like 
no, I'm not drafting him 70th, but I would expect him to be outside the top 100 in plenty of leagues, I think. It's possible. And by the way, he might be right. It could prove to be a really good pick at 70. So he's going to outproduce some of those guys who got drafted after him. That's a weird statement. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Mitchell Robinson is a guy who's already done it in fantasy, Steve, and I think that's true for the remaining guys on our list. He was basically a top 50 guy last year, but the way he did it was not very satisfying. Around 10 points. Really, though? (laughs) He technically was. By the letter of the law, he was, according to basketballmonster.com. Look, he averaged around 10.7 boards and two blocks per game in just 23 minutes a game. He now plays for Tom Thibodeau. He's competing with Nerlens Noel, who the Knicks brought in. This seems way less than ideal. Can you talk yourself into Mitchell Robinson raising his play from last year or do you think what we saw last year or worse is going to be what we get this year well i was kind of in on him last year but you know tom thibodeau doesn't play around he's a defensive specialist when he does play guys he plays them a million minutes he doesn't like playing young guys and i i've read something thibodeau said the other day like mitchell robinson has a long way to go or a lot to learn um he just fired his fifth agent and hired his sixth agent, Mitch Robinson did. Yeah. Um, there's just he just comes with a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage, I feel like. And I just feel like Thibodeau's one of those no nonsense guys that doesn't have time for all that. So if Robinson's not buying fully in to what Thibodeau wants and doing exactly things the way Thibodeau wants them done, then it's gonna be a long year for him. But Yeah. He went, he went 52nd in the in our live draft. I think I would take my chances on Nerlens Noel much later as the guy in that center platoon that I would have on my roster, just given the draft pick it's going to require. Yeah, and it just feels like Thibodeau's going to be like, Nerlens Noel's my guy right now, and we're going to bring Mitchell off the bench. I, I just feel like that's where this is headed. And again, Mitchell Robinson can easily, even if he's only getting... Look, look we saw decent numbers from him last year in 23 minutes a game, so... I just don't know that he has a big ceiling this year, given the setup. Two more names to hit, Steve. OG Ananobi already had kind of a low-level breakout this past year. He was 70th overall in nine-category leagues. The overall numbers are pretty quiet. 10.6 points, 5.3 boards, 1.4 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.33s. But he had some truly monstrous games. If you had him in your lineup in fantasy or in DFS, he had a six-steal game and a seven-steal game back-to-back at one point. One of those two games was a 32-point outing. Just a guy who did show some ceiling on random nights. Do you think we're going to see that more consistently this year from Ananobi? Not really. Um, <laughs> like he's just—he's a good player, man. But he's just kind of boring, and he's just serviceable and intriguing. But it, I just don't see huge upside, especially with you know guys like Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet and Norm Powell, who I like and. Pascal Siakam, all those guys are, are the guys that are going to star on that team to get the ball. OG's just kind of doing the dirty work. When did Renee Miller take him in our Roto World Live Draft, Matt? 58th overall. 58th overall. Yeah, I thought that was a little a little too high for OG for, for my liking. But interesting Renee Miller thing is she the people she was drafting were – all the guys that were on my list, the entire draft, except really for OG and Anobi. That was the only one where where we weren't both going for the same guy. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm not probably not going to be drafting very much. Well, here's the case I will make for OG. 
and it's an argument I make a decent amount here. If you look at his points per game per season, he's gone from 5.9 to 7.0 to 10.6. The rebounds have gone from 2.5 to 2.9 to 5.3. Last year, career high in blocks, career high in steals, career high in three-pointers made, career best field goal percentage. Everything went up for him. And the minutes went up too, but he shot better with a little more volume. If he takes that next incremental step up, Steve, in his fourth year, you could see him go to, I don't know, something like, 12 points per game, six or seven boards per game with good defensive stats, good threes. That's a very fun guy to have on a fantasy roster, even if he's not explosive per se, other than random nights. Uh, yeah, you bring up a good point. Uh, I, I just don't know that there's room for him to, to make that big step this year, but I've been wrong before. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it, may, it might be a small step that takes him inside the top 50 or something like that in fantasy. Yeah. Thomas Bryant, last name we're going to talk about, Steve. Another guy who had top 70-ish value last year when he was on the court, but he did spend a lot of time injured. His overall stats, 13.2 points, 7.2 boards, 1.1 blocks, 0.83s. He was also more than a little bit good in the bubble. 18.6 points, 8.9 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 2.0 blocks, 1.93s in his eight games in the bubble. That's obviously not sustainable, Steve, but is it ever intriguing? Oh, yeah, I'm always intrigued by Thomas Bryant. Uh, Went to Indiana University, which is now suddenly a football school. (laughs) Nobody saw that coming. But, yeah, uh, you know, he he, he worked his way back last year, made some noise in in the bubble late, and he's going to come in healthy this year. I don't think Mo Wagner is going to take his job. I don't think Robin Lopez is going to take his job. I I don't really think anybody on that team is going to mess with Thomas Bryant as long as he's healthy and playing well. I think... Out of all the guys on this list that we've talked about today, he's probably the one I'm most excited about. Well, he went... Where did he go in the draft? Do you have it in front of you? I do not. I've been doing all that off my head. He went to Renee Miller's team as well, I believe. there you go. Renee Miller went big or went home? Dr. Renee Miller. Dr. Renee Miller made some bold and exciting picks in this draft. Oh, pick 63. 63. Do you like it there? Do you like Thomas Bryant at pick 63 at or around pick 63? You know, let's examine some of the picks that happened right there. Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Uh, Good thing this league has an IR spot, right, Matt? Uh, Miles Turner went right before Thomas Bryant. Hassan Whiteside went right after uh, Thomas Bryant. And then LaMarcus Aldridge. So we were on a center run. There were five in a row taken. And Thomas Bryant went right smack in the middle of that. Uh, I think I'd probably go Whiteside in front of Bryant, but I don't know. I yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with you know that that league. You have to start two centers, so people are getting desperate in the middle rounds to find centers, and um, I'm good with round six for Thomas Bryant. All right. Well, for all of the action from that live draft that we held that is airing wednesday night you can check it out on youtube on roto world anywhere else you can check that out steve it's premiering on youtube roto world youtube at eight o'clock on wednesday night uh we're tweeting out links to it It, it's going to be linked on the site i'm sure you won't have trouble finding it probably and then once it airs it's probably going to be embedded into the site you can watch it whenever yeah don't miss it it was a lot of fun And I think some good insight for people as we break down what was a 12-team, nine-category fantasy draft, so potentially mirroring a lot of people's draft setups this year. Yeah, and Matt, we we took the feedback we got from people last year. We did a a points league setup that uh, a lot of veteran fantasy players 
do not use, and everybody wanted 8-cat or 9-cat. So this is a Yahoo 9-cat head-to-head draft. It's 12 managers. They're all from the industry. It's the whole Roto-World crew and some some uh, fun celebrity-type people joining in. Agreed. Yeah, it was a blast. So check that out. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment, if you would, to rate and review us as well if you haven't done that. We'll be back on Tuesday to gear up for the season. We're just two weeks away right now, and I want to leave you all with this. Maybe you and I have a two-man draft, a two-person draft, and then right out the players we draft. Steve, thanks oh. for taking the time, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, we should do a two-man draft sometime. Absolutely. Count me in. Bye. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.